Hey, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts of the podcast. I'm joined, as always, by co-host of the podcast and our lead pastor, Brett Nicholson. Hey, Sarah. How's it going, Brett? Good to just, you know, we always have a guest. We do. Sometimes it's kind of nice just to have you and I talk together. Yeah. uh, It's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, we get to hang out and talk about some things that, uh, this episode will probably be a little bit more geared towards some things we've been doing at One Life, but we generally think that anyone and everyone can... be encouraged by some of the things we've been doing and, and kind of change perspective. And so, Brett, we've been reading, you challenged us to read through a passage um, every day um, from, I think it was two Sundays ago until the election. Until the election, yeah. There was 17 days to in a row. 17 days. At that point. What's that passage? Tell us a little bit about it. The passage is, it's known as the Sermon on the Plain, just because Luke says Jesus came down to a level place, and it sounds very much like the Sermon on the Mount, but it is different, and um, it's uh, towards the end of the uh, Gospel of Luke, 6, 17 through 49, I think it is, and um, the, the reason for it was because we said from the beginning of COVID, we need to fix our eyes on Jesus, but I can't emphasize enough that the Jesus of the Gospels as he is revealed in the Gospels, and so we've been studying through Luke, but it came up at a really, really good time as we're heading in the election, and there's so uh, much discussion going on. There's a lot of division happening uh, even within the church and without the church. And I I just thought as I read through it more and more and more, I I had to just do that. I repeatedly read it myself to get ready to teach on it. But I thought, I think everybody could benefit from reading this over and over and over again because it's so revolutionary in its thinking and so different from the cultural conversation that we're having. I thought everybody could use a vacation for their brain to get off of the normal uh, cultural conversation. I thought it would provide that. A vacation for your brain. I like that. A vacation for your brain, which I hadn't really thought of it in exactly those terms until just now. (laughs) So (laughs) I should have said that more. I love it. Um, So if you're joining us for the first time, maybe you're just checking this out because we talked about how we're going to give you an opportunity to just listen to that passage. Uh, We do a podcast here uh, at One Life Church uh, once a week. Uh, We usually, uh, those air on Wednesdays. They go up uh, Wednesday morning. We'd love for you guys to join us for those conversations. We try to talk about things um, that do relate to One Life, but also relate um, just to anybody. And we've really been focusing on that a little bit more. We have a few series here and there, some topics we've talked about. But um, if you haven't before, um, you can subscribe uh, so you get a notification anytime there's a new episode. So we'd love for you to check that out. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read that entire passage. It takes, takes about five minutes. Um, and I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Version uh, through the Bible app. And uh, if you'd love to follow along, or if you haven't uh, been going through this and maybe it's your first time listening to it, here's an opportunity. We'd love for you to just listen for some things that stand out for you. So I'm going to read those. And then Brett and I will talk about some takeaways for ourselves and then share some we've gotten from a few other people. So Luke chapter 6, verse 17. Jesus came down with them and stood at a level place, and there was a large crowd of his disciples, and a great throng of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon, who had uh, come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those who were troubled with unclean spirits were being cured, and all the people were trying to touch him, for power was coming from him and healing from them, uh, from them all. And turning his gaze towards the disciples, he began to say, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you are hunger now, for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when men hate you, or ostracize you, and insult you, and scorn your name as evil for the sake of the Son of Man. Be glad in that day, and leap for joy, and behold, the reward is great in heaven. For in the same way their fathers used to treat the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you are receiving your comfort in full. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who will laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all men speak well of you, for their fathers used to treat the false prophets in the same way. But I say to you who hear, 
Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Whoever hits you on the cheek, offer them the other also. And whoever takes away your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them either. Give to everyone who asks of you, and whoever takes uh, away what is yours, do not demand it back. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that for you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from who you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you'll be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. And do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Pardon, and you will be pardoned. Give, and it will be given to you. They will pour into your lap a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. For by your standard of measure, it will be measured to you in return. And he also spoke a parable to them. A blind man cannot guide a blind man, can he? Will they both not fall into a pit? A pupil is not above his teacher, but everyone, after he has been fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you look at the speck in, the, in your brother's eye and do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say that to your brother, Brother, let me take out that speck that's in your eye, when you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that's in your brother's eye. For there is no good tree which produces bad fruit, nor on the other hand a bad tree which produces good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from their thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of all evil treasure brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from, what, from that which fills his heart. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not what I say? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and acts on them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And when a flood occurred, the torrent burst against the house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who has heard and has not acted accordingly is like a man who built a house on the ground without any foundation. And the torrent burst against it and immediately it collapsed. And the ruin of that house was great. Way to go. Now, see, everybody has you reading that to them. And you they can do. just kind of repeat that, play it in your car. You got that ultimate narrator's voice. That's why I was. <laughs> it's a little bit harder to read. I don't so, always read that translation. So I know it's it is. And, and it's it is a little different. It doesn't roll out the way we naturally speak. There's so there's a few tricky things in there, but you did really well. Thanks, Brett. You're welcome. I appreciate You're the welcome. encouragement. <laughs> Um, anything. So, so what you've been asking is people to, um, not only read it every day, but then right. find something that just kind of sticks out to them, um, whether it's a passage or a word or yep. a whole idea. And then we have, um, a digital online community we call one life anywhere. And we ask anyone, whether you're part of one life church or not, check out this community. It's a place to connect and belong, uh, but not just get information from one life. It's really not that you can go to our Facebook pages and do that and get information about events or, um, series or things like that. But this is a place where people can just have conversation. And we've asked people to jump in and just share some things that they're kind of taking away or learning or even 
um, thinking about as they're reading through this. So uh, I want to read a few of those, but I'd love to hear some of them that have come up for you, Brett. Yeah, uh, yeah I and, and I want to remind everybody, too, that uh, I've shared many, many, many times through the years. There was a study done on the, the things that impact uh, spiritual growth the most, and they came down, and, and the, the study group that did this uh, said engagement with Scripture for meaning in your life is the number one thing you could do to increase your love for God and increase your love for people. And so that's one of the reasons for every day. And so that... Uh, and, and I've noticed that. That's why when I was going through, the, I always I always read over and over and over again the passages that I'm going to teach on, so I'm very familiar with the material. And as I was doing this one in particular, I, I found it so, it's it's very, it's inspirational on the one hand, but also very severe on the other. It, it goes back and forth, but I think that's really how Jesus really is. That's the Jesus as was revealed in the Gospels. It's not just all nice things. Uh, some uh, some things are very difficult things, uh, but on the other hand, he'll flip it around, and all of a sudden you feel comforted and challenged um, from sentence to sentence almost, and and I think that's good. I think it's it's the way it's supposed to be in a sense, and so that's the thing that stood out for me when I read it in the mornings. I'll I'll feel that sense of kind of being pushed but comforted at the same time, and and uh, I think that's a healthy way to begin your day. Uh, is that this is is who Jesus is? I notice I get very anxious to go out. And he says, "Pardon, you will be pardoned." I'm ready to go out and pardon everybody. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm I'm giving out pardon and grace and 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 mercy. Be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful. Every morning when I read that one, that's always kind of this place I arrive at after being kind of worked over a little bit. Uh, when I come to that line, I'm like, yeah. "Oh yeah." It's mercy, thank you, and I get very grateful for mercy, and it's very humbling. And so I, I think it's just a great uh, way to get that balance of I'm ready to take it up a notch, but at the same time in the context of mercy and pardon and and, and all the rest. There's a lot of language like that, you know, yeah. do good, um, uh, be merciful, uh, different translations say compassionate, um, right. you know, do not judge. Like some of these things that I feel like a lot of people maybe they don't even know much about faith, but they know like, well, the Bible says not to judge, right? Yeah. This is a passage that they're talking about. Exactly. In some of those space, spaces are talking about, you know, um, planks and eyes. I feel like a lot of people have used that one, um, you know, talking about the where you build your house, but there's some things that like, they're just in there that when you put it in this entire context, like it's someone teaching on something that it means so much more when it comes from Jesus, when we know like his ultimate life, like what happens uh, later in the story. So, yeah. It's pretty impressive. And, and it is, and it's hard to, and, and I have lots and lots of questions about the practical things on that. You know, if someone asks you to give something, you give it to them. Well, yeah. <laughs> there's all, I know, and it was a good exercise for me, and I think some people are bothered by it. Actually, I'm bothered by it, but I think it's okay to be bothered by things. I, I think it's part of the part of the process because I, I've asked those practical questions every time I read it in my mind, like, Lord, does this mean this or does this mean that? Does this apply that way? But I, I think it's healthy to engage on that level uh, with things because that not judge thing, well, does that mean you never are supposed to make an assessment of anything? Well, of course not because later on he says, remove the log from your own eye, but then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So what does that mean? How does that apply? Right. And he, he walks away and doesn't give a lot of specific answers, quite frankly. <laughs> you just yeah. got to figure out yourself. And it's, you know, and some of the things that have come back out of it for me, I've had a few different things, you know, each time you read it, I think you've said this too, like there's times where you're like something you take from it, something you're challenged by, and sometimes you're weirded out, you know, like there's oh, exactly. this feeling yeah. of like, oh, what? Am I supposed <laughs> yeah. to do what? Yeah. Um, but also putting it into context is he just chosen his 12, you know, his mm -hmm. people that are he's close to, um, and he's teaching them these things. And it's like, man, 
so for me, what I have been, um, the last couple of days, honestly, that keeps popping out and I've been reading, um, in a little bit different translation and it talks about in verse 36 that, um, in, in this translation I just read, it says, be merciful just as your father is merciful. But in some other ones it says, show compassion just as your father has shown compassion. And I feel like that's a word, a compassion, at least right. that makes kind of some sense to me. I see mm-hmm. people talking about that. Um, and so I keep thinking of this in three ways that I think is helping me understand a little bit better. It's like, what did that mean to them? So he's talking to his 12 and, and right. I, I think there's probably other people around as well. Um, what did compassion mean to them? Like what did that word or merciful or whatever um, translation they might've heard in that? Because it says just as your father is compassionate or merciful. Um, what did they, like, what would, what did that mean to them at that time? Because Jesus was still there. Like he hadn't shown the ultimate mercy that we think of and compassion right. that we show of now. Um, so I, I'm curious to like what that means for them. But two, I always ask, what does that mean to me um, yeah. in those moments? And it's kind of similar to what you're saying. Like, you know, when I want to go out and pardon people. You know, it's like, I, I want to have compassion on people and for people and on people and mercy on people uh, and for people because I know that God has done the same for me. Like exactly. that, that makes sense yeah. to me. And then um, the last one is always, well, then what does that tell me about God? You know, like if you, yeah. the Bible's not just um, something for me, it's something that I learn about who God is. And so, um, man, it's, there's so many, like just that's one line and I can get so much, my brain can just sit there for so long processing through it. So exactly. And I think that demonstrates like why they found that, uh, engagement with scripture is the number one thing because it's personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love that grid that you just gave everybody. I hope everybody took notes uh, <laughs> on that, that, how to run that, what it mean for them, because, you know, we're not supposed to just kind of go in and rip things from their context. It, there was a crowd that heard it in a particular way and understanding that expands your own understanding. But yeah, just the, the process of dealing with those thoughts, it is shaping you in ways that you probably don't even understand. And then as you carry it with you in your day and you're responding to different situations where you get the chance to pardon perhaps or you get the chance to show compassion, mm-hmm. uh, it it is shaping you in ways that maybe you don't even quite see until later. And and I'm hoping that that is the, the effect because it's taking me away from the current cultural conversation more right. or it's at least it's it's framing it better and, and it's giving me an expanded uh, viewpoint on whether it's my political views or whatever else it's kind of opening up my my sense of uh, of, of just who people are and how I should respond to them instead of just the raw okay you're either on the left side of the line or the right side of the line and hopefully that's the effect it's having on everyone in one form <laughs> or the other. Yeah, I think it's, I think we talked about this a little bit this morning as a staff, you know, that it's giving people another narrative to even process in their head. Like, you know, right. you said earlier, kind of give your brain a break, you know, from yeah. some of these uh, conversations that you turn on social media. And, and we thought about, honestly, you know, for this episode, doing something talking about politics. And in a sense, we are, but yeah. everyone's getting that. Like, the, yeah. these things are still <laughs> it's unavoidable. Yeah, it's everywhere you go. it is everywhere you go. And, and this is still stuff that, that, relates to that but in a completely different way not in a way where i feel like if i don't say this this or this on social media or tag somebody in it um you know that then this is going to fall apart but instead what if we go through these things and think about um all of those things that we see through this lens and it changes things hopefully i hope for people for me it has yeah, well, I'm I'm glad, and I I hope it really has, because it'll it also carry you through because this political season will end. But those things that we just read, you can carry with you all, all the way until the end of your days. Yeah, and uh, that's the, that's the quality that Jesus has, and it is above and beyond all of our co- cultural conversations. It's so upside down and different. Um, I think we need to be uh, refreshed in that um, in that understanding and observing that. 
Yeah. Um, so the other thing we want to do, and if any other things come up that you want to highlight um, from the passage or anything from the series, feel free. But I want to read a couple um, things that other people have shared that for yeah, them go, that go have for been uh, things that they've pulled from this passage. Um, so this was uh, from last week, and it says, uh, Sermon on the Plain Reflections, ignore insignificant insults and losses. Uh, do not retaliate. Don't rehearse a hurt. That's a good. Uh, maintain your dignity and... Um, praying that I react less and respond more and remembering the golden rule. That's what this person said. Uh, talking about striking you on the cheek, offer your other cheek. Yeah. And I, and I, and I love that. And if you're conscious of it, that's a, um, that's a, it, it's obviously a wonderful way to live. Now we, we were talking to their staff this morning is like all of these things are easy to think about when you're sitting, you know, with your cup of coffee and you're reading through them when you, like forgiveness or not judging. But if you're actually um, called on to forgive a real hurt, that's that's where there's a struggle. And I've heard one person say that all the things that Jesus gave absolutely demand a connection with him to pull them off. Hmm. And that's a good thing to remember. Like, Because uh, really they are, in effect, impossible to just normal human nature because it goes against the grain of everything in us. But they are de- they are Jesus dependent, uh, as it were, and I think He designed it that way, obviously. Yeah, uh, another one here. Uh, again, this is on One Life Anywhere. You can just search Facebook for One Life Anywhere. It's an online digital community where you can have conversations with people, share some things, uh, comment back and forth, and learn a few things um, as other people are learning. Uh, they said what stood out to me is verse forty eight about building our house, our life, on a strong foundation for us to withstand the storms of life that inevitably inevitably will come. We need to be built on the solid rock. Yeah, it's a little hard to argue, but but I noticed that the distinction that Jesus gives is the foundation is built by doing them versus just listening them, which is, you know, what we were talking about again this morning was like doing the stuff of forgiveness is a lot harder and feels a lot more uh, stressful than just talking about the stuff of forgiveness because we all like to think we're pretty forgiving. Until you really handed something that calls on you to forgive, <laughs> something that's really important to you, because uh, I've been down that road. I think everybody has, but there are certain hurts that we all have that, man, it, it, it's really, really hard to let that go and feel like justice wasn't done or hmm. some such thing. Yeah, because there are certain things where you're like, I can forgive that, but not that. That's the one I can't. <laughs> yeah. Like, you understand yeah. why, like, you're looking for other people oh, to yeah, understand yeah. why it, you can't or something. Yeah. I can forgive someone for cutting me off in traffic, but yeah. it's a really, really hard to forgive some deep relational thing where you felt betrayed yeah. or, or sure. uh, and because I learned when you, anytime you've ever gone through what you feel like is unjust surf, suffering, which is the essence of Christ's suffering, that's the hardest one of all. And when you didn't feel like you had it coming at all and, and you felt innocent in the process and that's the kind of stuff he's talking about, but it does say we, we share in the sufferings of Christ and that is the suffering of Christ is innocence, um, still suffering, um, the, the, the penalty of the guilty or something like that. So, yeah. but that's why the foundation is there to, if you act on it, that is digging a foundation because you're, if you really do forgive someone who genuinely did do you harm, that's digging a foundation that goes way beyond just the incidentals. Mm. Um, this one's pretty interesting. She said, um, verse 45, from the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Uh, a couple people talked about that at yeah, oh our yeah, staff yeah. meeting this morning, and uh, that one hadn't stuck out to me, and some other people talked about it. She said, the cruel language that so many people are using with one another in these times speaks to the need for radically changed hearts. And even in my own speech lately, there's been some grumbling and impatience that probably reflects a discontented heart that needs some time at the feet of Jesus. Behavior modification only goes so far, which is why we need radical transformation sometimes every day. 
Yeah. Yeah. They are. They, all of these are Jesus dependent. Cause when you really look at that, what does your mouth speak? Um, and Jesus says in other places, like it's a very good gauge of exactly where your heart really is, which is really spooky because sometimes you can, you can go through a whole day and you just pretty much have been complaining most of the time. Yeah. You're just vocalizing your dissatisfaction or your irritations or, and that means that your heart is, that's where your heart's living. You're, you're just discontent with life and you think life owes you something or whatever else. And, uh, that's, that's, it's, again, it's easy to talk about, yeah. but very hard to do. Something as you said that there, I was thinking, or um, I'm very guilty of this. I know finding other people that I already know agree with me and want to talk about yeah. something that you either you read or you see what so and so posted, right. or oh my gosh, I can't believe they, you know, have this yeah. sign up in their yard or whatever you want to say, and um, and so that's not healthy either, you know, in the sense of like no. you're not forgiving or having compassion. You're looking for a way to again say like I don't know, like get get uh, reinforcement behind the way that you already feel and that just continues to bring everybody down. Yeah, exactly. Because the, one of the things that always stands out about me every time I read it is his even centers line. I think he says that like two, three, four yeah. times, even centers, even centers, even centers. And he's basically saying normal life, the way we all are wired, we all act this way. It's pretty much, you're nice to me. I'm nice to you back. Uh, that's the way things go. If you agree with me, I agree with you. And he's really, truly calling you to radically break out from that. So, because there's nothing impressive about you and a friend getting together and agreeing with one right. another about how awesome you are. Right. But, but when you see someone who genuinely, truly goes the other way with what your thinking is and you love them, and that's where the real stuff is. But that's where we all fall short. We absolutely do. Right. Every single one of us. So, again, it comes back to that whole thing. I need Jesus' power and ability to even approach being able to do that. Uh, this next one is, is interesting. It's not on a specific passage it's a, a, or a specific part of the passage. It's on the whole thing. She said, one thing that really struck out to me was reading uh, the Sermon on the Plain was that seeing the random timing of Jesus's, Jesus launching into a sermon. He was healing a lot of people and then suddenly turns to his disciples and is like, oh, by the way, here's how to know uh, who does and who doesn't follow me. I know his timing is perfect in all things. It just felt a little disjointed to my fallen mind. Does anyone else feel this way? <laughs> that was the most unique insight I'd seen. I hadn't thought of that but that way. And uh, whether it was, it was interesting that it's in the context of, of healing and power and everything else. And maybe he just knew he had everybody's attention yeah. pretty, uh, pretty riveted that way or, uh, who knows, but, um, yeah, that's, it's worth examining and think, why did he do it right then and there? It's a, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, there's one in here from Brett Nicholson. Oh, there is. Yeah. Um, wow. here's a question. Jesus says, treat others the same way you want them to treat you. How do you want to be treated? In some ways, the answer is obvious, but on the other hand, maybe articulating it would help us consciously do it more. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? And you got a lot of comments on that. I did. Is- I haven't, I haven't read the comments of late. I don't think I've done it today. I've kind of kept track with them, but I, anytime I run on that sentence, uh, do others, you would have them do to you. Well, okay. Well, how do I like to, and I've asked the question through the years, uh, just in classrooms and different you know, things I've taught, the most common answer I've received when I've asked it of groups of people is respect is the mm-hmm. first thing that comes out of people's mouth typically, which is to me is fascinating all by itself. That's the natural thing. We all kind of, I want to be treated with respect and we're all translating that in our mind, but think about, so his, his thing is, you know how you want to be treated. It's with respect. Well, the answer is obvious to what you need to do. So every single person you encounter respect should be uh, first up, but, but throw me some of the, the, the answers that we've gotten. Yeah. yeah. This is some, what are some of the things we've um, said? Accepted. Um, yeah. Trust. Um, 
to be known and accepted. To be known is good. I mean, that's something yeah. important because to be accepted, you need to be known first and to know that people see you. Um, respect and kindness, forgiveness, mercy, and grace. Um, someone who tell the truth, don't lie to me, uh, lovingly, uh, fairly, honestly, and with grace. Um, it, it is amazing that, you know, all of our definitions of how we want to be treated is, is his shortcut way of saying, if you want to guide how you're supposed to be treating other people, you've got it within you. Yeah. you it's there. It's, it's, but it's, uh, but it isn't an interesting that we all want that, but it's, it seems to be hard to give it out as much as we would like to receive it. It's yeah. not the natural bent that we all have, especially when we're irritated or annoyed with something. And some of those definitions are hard. I mean, like when you right. say fair, like what does that mean? You know, like right. in, regardless of what we all say, it's somewhere along the line that is a skewed definition. Probably what we think is fair, what I think is fair, might not be what you think is fair. Right. Um, yeah. You know, we're still, let's read the passage again. You know, yeah. like what does this mean? Like um, yeah. the idea of fair, but yeah. Those I are think good. it could come back to also like maybe it's, one of the guidance that comes out of that, of the golden rule, is I need to discover, what, I need to take an interest enough in you to find out uh, what you do mean by things. How would you like to be? I, right. I know how I'd like to be treated. I want to be treated fair, but you may interpret that a little bit different. So I think it's a matter of taking enough interest in someone else to discover kind of how we're there. Because that's what I would want someone to do for me. I yeah. want to be known. But I'd like to people to take enough interest to even ask, like, yeah. how do you like to be? I mean, how could I best um, um, treat you? It goes back to the love languages thing, you know, within uh, within marriage or whatever mm -hmm. else. You know, I, I need to take enough interest in the other to discover what they even want or need or uh, because I can easily just throw that out and, and do my best interpretation. But sometimes it's a miss. Yeah, that's, that's true. I was thinking, I mean, even the sense of, um, you know, when you're... Um, like when I thinking of that, that term, like what would I say? I think it's hard. I don't know how to put it into words, but it more of like just seeing me as a person. Like, and I think it's that right. known and accepted, but it's like, so often we say these kind of blanketed, you know, emotional statements that just create like not even the understanding that you're talking to another person that you're talking no. to maybe what you think their idea or ideal is. And instead we forget that we're talking to actual people, um, yeah. who we actually do care about, um, regardless of in that moment, we may disagree on something and, and how can you get back to, I remember, um, the last time that we taught on, on politics here, uh, I still remember that, like one of the things that you just kept saying is like, instead of responding with anger, maybe ask a question like, Oh, tell me how you, um, like, what, what is it about that made you believe that or what made you come to that understanding? Um, and instead, you start to, to know each other a little bit better instead of just showing yeah, up with them. I think it's because doing others, you would have them do to you. I, I think one of the things that I want is I want people to know my story. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that's a we, we've learned this on the podcast, only the, the curiosity factor about someone's journey that placed them there. I mean, my political leanings come from I. A lot of it was I was raised that way. It's yeah. the earliest memories I have, or my my family would have arguments that I took it all in, and my dad had sympathies one direction and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, and I think we, I, I love the whole thing. I remember uh, someone ask someone saying that we tend to look at ourselves in terms of what we hope to be, and we tend to look at others in terms of what just what they are. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I remember being coached through, like, remember that person that might not be treating you really well in, in the line at the grocery store. 
they may be because they got really, really bad news earlier that day. Right. Now you give the yourself that same grace, you know, well, I was annoyed or I was quick tempered because I got bad news earlier in the day that no one even knows. Uh, and that gets back to that whole thing of uh, remembering that people, uh, you do have a story, you do have a life and you want to be seen as a person. And, a, and that's a, that's a really deep thing because a person has days that they have connections they have they have struggles inwardly whether emotionally or physically or whatever else they've got relationships some that are going really well some that are struggle and all those things yeah well uh, that's just a few of the comments we had on there and some of the other uh, posts we had and again the passage is luke chapter 6 uh, verses 17 through 49 to 17 through the end of the chapter uh, sermon on the plane which is so interesting. I've never heard anyone say sermon on the plane before. You had not heard that before. No, See, you, always, got, you hang yeah. around with me. You get to, uh, but that was some, it was just a label that was placed yeah. on by theologians and Bible commentators years ago. I don't know. I don't think it was in a plane. I think it was a level place on the mountain, but that's another thing. But <laughs> but that's where it comes from, and, and it is it is different. So It's a little bit different, yeah. yeah. Um, Brett, anything to close with? Again, we just want to give you guys an opportunity to uh, to listen to the passage, to give you an opportunity to jump on the One Life Anywhere platform, or even you wherever you're watching or listening to right now you can comment there some things that maybe stuck out for you we'd love to hear that or just email me uh, podcast at onelifechurch.org we'd love to hear that I'd love to hear some of the things that maybe um, jumped out to you or things that you've been learning in this season it's been tough and we're all kind of want to continue to be a place where um, the church can help people unite I think that's something more important than ever that the church can be a safe space for that so yeah yeah I I would just re-emphasize and I think our, our brief conversation illustrated that that the effects of reading these things and engaging with where Jesus is you can feel if you allow it to you can feel it moving you to a higher place besides just the normal conversation that it is happening and the battle lines that people are drawing and the the arguments that they're having um, it it pushes you uh, to a place of greater mercy hopefully and greater, perspective on other people and on the political landscape or whatever else. So I would just really, if you haven't been doing it, go ahead and uh, try it and you can listen to Sarah's voice reading it to you. That, that may just help you get over the line and as you're driving down that. the highway on your way to work or whatever to it, take it in because I think it will adjust your thinking and your attitude. Yeah. There's a, there's yeah, a lot of things and we'll have another episode next week, which will actually be recorded before the election. Uh, but we're oh, after, that's right. So. Yeah, we'll be the day before yeah. uh, the election goes on. So. Maybe we'll have to tweak that a little bit. We'll see. We, we may have to. <laughs> it'll be it'll be fun. We'll have to give our predictions or something. Oh my! Yeah, uh, <laughs> that'll be fun and all in itself. Yeah, so. It will. Brett, thanks. It's always fun to hang out, even it though is. it's just you know. Enjoyed it. Didn't have a guest today. We'll have a, another one coming up soon. I hope we'll find out. Okay, see you guys. <laughs>